0: Happy Thursday, everyone. This is Garrison Hardy stepping in for the Chocolate Knox for Thursday, July 21st, 2022. We've got a lot to get to today, so let's jump right in, shall we? Mayor McLean and the Boise City Council make Boise a sanctuary city for abortion fight is not over. Boise City Council voted 3 to 2 to approve Resolution 385-22 limiting the enforcement of Idaho's abortion ban. The measure directs police to allocate the resources to every other priority in law enforcement, but the crime of murder, abortion. Idaho has a state criminal code passed by legislators and approved by governors. This code governs the entire state so that crimes like arson, conspiracies, burglary, Bigamy and polygamy and others are uniform across the state. Each part of the criminal code defines the crime and punishments for each specific crime. Local law enforcement is then charged with enforcing these laws. City police investigate, county sheriffs investigate, district attorneys and county attorneys accuse and prosecute. Judges oversee trials. Idaho's criminal code defines the physician or abortionist guilty of a felony called criminal abortion punishable by imprisonment if he or she performs an abortion or whatever else she may identify as these days on July 19th however Boise City Council passed a resolution to stop Boise City Police from enforcing Idaho's law against criminal abortion the city the city's council resolution holds that investigations for a purpose of prosecuting Abortion providers will not be prioritized and additional resources or personnel will not be assigned to crimes of criminal abortion. The city will not cooperate with other entities either to enforce Idaho's ban on abortion law. The city council is not passing the law because the Boise City Police Department is faced with a shortage of resources. The resolution was passed in order to undermine Idaho's abortion ban enshrined in its criminal code. Idaho's ban on abortion, the resolution reads abrogates the fundamental liberties of its people, especially the right to make reproductive health decisions for themselves and for the one in the womb who can't say anything. The city council is not passing the law because the Boise Police Department is faced with a shortage of resources. No, no, no. The resolution was passed in order to undermine Idaho's abortion ban enshrined in its criminal code. Idaho's ban on abortion, the resolution reads, abrogates the fundamental liberties of its people, especially the right to make reproductive health decisions for themselves. And apparently the little one in the womb who can't speak at all. Three members of the city council supported the resolution, while two opposed. it: Elaine Clegg and Lucy Willits. They both opposed. The move provides sanctuary, or a safe place for abortion providers in Boise. While Planned Parenthood has moved its abortion clinics out of Boise, Planned Parenthood's only Idaho clinics are in Meridian and Twin Falls now, the city of Boise's passage of this resolution opens the door for the evil institution's return, as well as other providers potentially moving in. In other news, House passes gay marriage bill with 47 Republicans in favor. The Respect for Marriage Act, which will take you all of 30 seconds to read, it doesn't create any federal right to gay marriage. Rather, it repeals the 1996 Defense of Marriage Act signed by Bill Clinton and requires states to give full faith and credit to any lawful marriage performed in another state. Why is the state involved in marriage at all anyways? That's my question. So, if SCOTUS ends up overturning the Obergefell case that recognized a constitutional right of gays to marry gay couples from red states could get married in blue ones and then demand that their home states recognize the validity of their union under the RFMA. Pelosi's strategy enforcing the vote is obvious. She's keen to scare swing voters by leveraging Clarence Thomas's concurrence in the Dobbs case, where Thomas called for overturning various landmarks' substantive due process cases touching on sexual autonomy, including Obergefell. She knows that support for legal gay marriage polls remarkably well, which left House Republicans here between a rock and a hard place. If they voted for the bill, they'd be siding with Pelosi and the Libs over social conservatives, angering the base. If they voted against the bill, they'd be angering the great majority of American voters. It's, that's a tough one for a Republican in a swing district. Or you could just stick to what the Bible says, but what do I know? Especially since, according to Gallup's poll last year, a majority of Republican voters now support legal gay mirage as well. A more recent Gallup poll published last month found national support ticking up to 71% normally. A 71% issue is easy for politicians, but House GOPers know that it's not moderates who tend to turn out in party primaries at 71% is very disheartening. Uh, it's, it's sad to see how far we've fallen on this issue or how slowly culture has eroded away at the sanctity of marriage. Because it's such a knotty dilemma for righties, Kevin McCarthy and his leadership team decided not to whip against the bill. House Republicans were free to vote their conscience, and in this case conscience included whatever you need to do to maximize your odds of getting reelected. Let's shift our eyes overseas for a moment. Russia has lost 50,000 soldiers in Ukraine, this according to the UK military chief. Now, again, I realize numbers and statistics on this could all be very skewed. I really don't know what to believe personally, but this is what the article says Russia has lost some 50,000 killed or wounded soldiers in its invasion of Ukraine and nearly 1700 tanks have been destroyed that's according to the head of Britain's armed forces Admiral Tony Radakin told the BBC in an interview broadcast on July 17th that any speculation the losses could bring down the government of Russia President Vladimir Putin was just wishful thinking. Quote, As military professionals, we see a relatively stable regime in Russia. President Putin has been able to quash any opposition. We see a hierarchy that is invested in President Putin, and so nobody at the top has got the motivation to challenge President Putin. That Radikan added. The British military chief said that with the setbacks in Ukraine, Russia's land forces may now pose less a threat than they did before the war. Along with the losses in personal and personnel and tanks, Russia has seen some four thousand of its armored fighting vehicles destroyed since its February twenty-fourth invasion, according to the Chiefs' estimates. Let's stop and take a moment to talk about Fight Laugh Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight, Laugh, Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also get access to content placed within our club portal, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll get discounts to our conferences. So, if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick our way, you can sign up now at fightlaughfeast.com. Dot .com again that is fight, laugh, feast, dot com. your support truly helps us a lot gofundme allows page for minneapolis gunman andrew Sundberg after axing one for uh, nyc bodega clerk jose alba yeah i don't i don't see it gofundme being unfair really what GoFundMe is allowing a small fortune to be collected for kin of the Minneapolis gunman fatally shot by cops after he fired at neighbors while a hard-working Manhattan bodega clerk, Jose, Jose Alba's fund, got the axe. And, well, critics are unhappy. The fundraiser for the family of dead Minnesota shooter Andrew Teke Sundberg, age 20, surpassed its goal of $20,000 within three days, hitting $20,500 by Monday afternoon. Yet the GoFundMe page for Alba, who killed an ex-con attacker in apparent self-defense at the store, and there's video of it, got polled a day after his case came to light. Sunberg allegedly fired like a madman Wednesday in his building, including through a wall of an apartment of a mob cooking for her two kids before being shot dead by cops during a standoff. And yeah, based on that description, that's kind of what happens normally. His family said he was having a mental health crisis at the time. It's unclear why police snipers finally shot him dead after six hours of negotiations. It's unclear. Now, let me be clear. I didn't write this. This is the New York Post. Uh, so, and any, anyways, it's unclear why police snipers finally shot him dead after six hours of negotiations, but the head of the Minnesota, Minneapolis Police Union said in a statement last week that, quote, to prevent death or great bodily harm to another, officers used deadly force. Yeah, that seems pretty clear to me. When Black Lives Matter protesters showed up at the young man's building over the weekend to decry the cops, the fired-upon mom had some strong words for them. That man was armed. George Floyd was not armed. Breonna Taylor was not armed. This man intentionally tried to kill us. For three years, I lived I here, I like, and none of you guys knocked on yeah, that man's door to see he if it was, was okay. he was okay. He not at all. He played loud music every day to cope with his mindset. There's bullet, there was casings in the hallway. The shot went through my door to the pillar to the kitchen. I was cooking food for my kids. He's dead now, so that can't happen. According to Fox News, the mother did get an apology from the shooter's family. A GoFundMe set up by Foss Yarbro's sister for her sibling had raised more than $56,000 by Monday evening. The set goal was only $10,000. The page says the gunmen who shot into the victim's home, quote, had been harassing her and stalking her for months. So that was for that was for the mother right there. The GoFundMe for Sundberg's family says, quote, his life was taken too soon by the Minneapolis Police Department, end quote. <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. It's a heartbreaking situation for the family, but let's be a little honest in our descriptions here. Relatives have retained noted civil rights lawyer Ben Crump. Meanwhile, the GoFundMe page for Alba, whose supporters run from New York City Mayor Eric Adams to former NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton, was yanked nearly as fast as it went up. Alba fatally stabbed an ex-con, attacking him behind the counter of the store July 1st. An incident caught on video, like I mentioned, which prompted controversial slay charges against the worker. He and his hordes of backers say his actions were clearly self-defense, with the clerk even seen in the footage telling his assailant, I don't want a problem. But GoFundMe said in a statement defending the move, quote, our terms of service prohibit fundraising for the legal defense of a violent crime. At this time, the fundraiser has been removed and all donors have been refunded. The page raised around $20,000 for Alba when it was removed, according to the Daily Mail. GoFundMe told the New York Post in an emailed statement Monday, quote, the fundraiser TS Family Funds states donations will go toward funeral, food and family expenses. Fundraisers for these types of expenses are allowed under GoFundMe's Terms of Service. So again, they blame the the old Terms of Service, got him. Tough situation there. Are you tired of buying sugary drinks and coffee from large woke corporations? Why don't you throw a tea party? Gold River Trading Co. is an American company that offers premium alternatives for Americans who enjoy a delicious cup of tea. Start your day off with Gold River's invigorating American breakfast blend. Cool down with a pitcher of crisp and refreshing iced tea or unwind with chamomile herbal tea. Explore a variety of high-quality blends and enjoy a healthy, flavorful alternative from an American company that shares your values. Go to goldriverco.com and save 10% off of all orders using discount code Cross politic. it's as easy as that, folks, at checkout. GoldRiverCo.com, 10% off all orders using discount code CrossPolitic at checkout. Now, it's time for the topic that I love, sports. And let me tell you, I really love this topic, uh, and i got to give credit to University of Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh. Quote, the unborn are amazing gifts from God to make this world a better place, end quote. Now, before I dive into this, I tried to find Coach Harbaugh's speech on YouTube so you could hear the audio, but it was nowhere to be found. So, I'll have to do. Harbaugh was a keynote speaker at the event that was themed, quote, where we were made to be courageous, according to Detroit Catholic. Here's the start of the quote. I believe in having the courage to let the unborn be born, Harbaugh declared during his speech, I love life. I believe in having a loving and care and respect for life and death. My faith and my science are what drives these beliefs in me. Quoting from Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He also discussed the recent Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade and an upcoming ballot question that could enshrine the right to murder unborn children. In Michigan's Constitution, quote, passions can make the process messy, but when combined with respect, it ultimately produces the best outcomes. The University of Michigan coach said this process has been passionate and messy, but I have faith in the American people to ultimately develop the right policies and laws for all lives involved. You give them a lot of credit. Uh, Their coach, I recognize one's personal thinking regarding morality of a particular action may differ from their thinking on whether government should make that action illegal. There are many things one may hold to be immoral, but the government appropriately allows because some greater good or personal or constitutional right. He continues. Ultimately, I don't believe that this is the case with abortion. Harbaugh professed. Yes, there are conflicts between the legitimate rights of the mother and the rights of the unborn child. One resolution might involve incredible hardship for the mother, family, and society. Another results in the death of an unborn person. Harbaugh would also state, In God's plan, each unborn human truly has a future filled with potential, talent, dreams, and love. Harbaugh has been outspoken on his pro-life stance in the past. Back in 2020, Harbaugh spoke with Jay Nordinger, on his podcast where he shared, quote, Even now, as we all go through what we're going through with COVID-19, I see people more concerned about others, more prayerful. As I said, God has virtually stopped the world from spinning, and I don't think it's a coincidence. My personal feeling, living a faith-based life, this is a message or this is something that should be a time where we grow on our faith and reverence and respect for God. You see people taking more of a view of sanctity of life, and I hope that can continue. I hope it continues, and not just in this time of crisis or pandemic, he added. And then he finally said, Lastly, abortion. We talk about the sanctity of life, yet we live in a society that aborts babies. There can't be anything more horrendous. I don't know about you, but Harba just got a fan in me there. This has been your Cross CrossPolitik Daily News Brief. If you liked the show, share it for me, would you? If you want to sign up for a club membership, a magazine subscription, or sign up for our conference, you should head on over to FightLaughFeast.com. Hey, sign up for all three of them at the same time. Why not? And as always, if you want your company to be the next accountable to you, the next story real estate, the next Armored Republic, Idea. If you want to be a corporate partner, email me at Garrison at Fight and laugh beast dot com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and Lord bless.